Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Podcast Like It's 1999, the podcast where we talk about the films of 1999 from in some really wet looking quicksand here in 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Kenny Nybart. And I'm Phyllis Goof. And with us today is television writer, friend of the pod, second time on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> could have been your third, but there was a scheduling conflict. It's true. Um, Teddy Brassman. What's up, guys? People love that Green Mile episode, by the way. They do. People actually, it, yeah, Whoa. listen wow. to it. Yeah, you're <laughs> a lot of people listen to it. Fan favorite it was like here. Two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. It was almost as long as the fucking movie. Say, it's our median episode. Yeah, definitely. Two, yeah. two and a half hours. Give me a break. We're going. We're about to go three on Simon Says. That's right. Oh. We're doing a movie uh, you've never heard of, but you've definitely heard of its star. Both of its stars. Definitely heard of both of its stars. For good or bad. Yeah. For good or ill. I do love the fact that you've come on for The Green Mile and Simon Says. That's a real – that shows the gamut. When yeah. I, I was watching this movie yesterday and I was thinking to myself, <laughs> you got to go to a new year. <laughs> wow. It's done already? <laughs> if you're doing Simon Says, you got to move on. I mean we have to cover Simon Says at some this point. This is, is the mission is of the, mission. the pod. Simon Says released in five theaters. Five theaters in, made less than $300,000. Less than $300,000 made for $10 million. <laughs> that was the budget? They mm-hmm. spent $10 million. $10 million. What would be the equivalent even today? It's got to be like 25. 20, maybe 30. I mean, wow. depending on how you, it's nuts. It's nuts. 
It's nuts. This movie's nuts. It's weird because like it, it, it actually shouldn't exist. Does... Can we all agree that it shouldn't exist? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> no, you, it shouldn't exist. I mean, I'm, I'm happy it exists. Yeah, yeah I think that's it what I'm saying. It shouldn't exist. Of course not. It's a horrible movie. There's not even like – it's not even <laughs> fun to laugh at it. Like, it uh, It's a little fun. Yeah, true. It's, it's a little fun. Yeah. It's There's hilarious. shots in it. I guess I watched it like eight <laughs> This is a hilarious movie. Yeah, it's a fucking crazy movie. Let me let me uh, just say one thing. This is a terrible movie. Yeah. So stupid. Dennis Rodman can hardly talk, let alone act. Yeah. Everybody in this movie is is horrible to look at and listen to. It is so fucking funny. It's so I so I had a conversation. Yeah, um, I'm friends with Andrew Miller, one of the screenwriters of Simon cool. Says, and I had a conversation with him. Good um, to know he's uh, he's he's still, still alive and talking yeah. to people. Oh, he's, he's a screen, uh, he's, he's a he's showrunner a now. Right yeah, now. He's, yeah, he's showrunning some Hulu shows. He uh, you know he's, he's he did uh, Tremors recently, and That's anyway, good. proof positive, you can recover from anything, <laughs> right? And it. it I'll sprinkle in a bunch of his anecdotes throughout this throughout this episode because some of the stuff he said is just absolutely bonkers. But one of them is that it was impossible. You could not get Dennis Robin to say more than two sentences mm-hmm. at a time. Like he just – it was – you couldn't possibly get him to actually like do a scene. It was just like you had to just give him two sentences. You got your shot. Move on to the next couplet. I mean I can't even imagine yeah. how that's – I don't think he does a scene the whole movie. But I don't think he does either. By far the best part of the movie <laughs> and the best actor. Uh, he was much better than Dane Cook. Sure, oh, that's a course. low bar. Yeah. Yeah. Dane, Dane Cook actually actively ruins the movie because he he's does. he's trying to get his shit in. Yep, which is awful. <laughs> well, they wanted his shit. That was the thing. Um, the producers apparently were I, like, I get that. "We like his shtick." jam his shtick in here which is just crazy no it's not because he went on to be a really big comic They're, they weren't totally was wrong this his after now. was this his first movie well, he never broke out there was never a yeah. breakout yeah. this predated all of his like yeah his blow up but I would say Jay, I think the, the trajectory of Jane Cook's career is basically like journeyman who does nothing for a while yeah. and then unfortunately really does get big on the comedy scene in New York like Cool comedians thought he was the next big thing for about four or five years, and then everyone kind of got wise to it. But um, I mean, it, it, it should be said that that I'm gonna I'm gonna quote Andrew here because I, I wrote down a couple of things that he said. But uh, he said that Dane started quite sweet, but by the end of the film had an enormous ego. Quote unquote, it was like the birth of a supervillain. Whoa! Wow. So I think it's interesting that like this guy starts off as just like I'm the I'm the number two in this movie, and then by the end it's like he's got two girls on his arms, and he's just because like of Simon. That's says. the crazy part. That happened during the film, <laughs> <laughs> like over the course of the like. So, Dennis Rodman was the good person to have on set. Well, I, I imagine Dennis Rodman had a hand in birthing the supervillain as well. I imagine. Maybe. I don't know if Dennis Rodman. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure Dennis. Dennis Rodman's a weird guy. We're gonna get to Dennis Rodman. I want to answer the question of the best actor in the movie. Yes, sorry. Yes, One hundred percent the villain. That guy's amazing. Ashton the villain. It felt like you were watching a computer game. I <laughs> He built a computer game that may be sentient to talk to him about when he accomplished his goals. You've done it, man. <laughs> it's impressive. You've got the CD. Now you can blow up the Eiffel Tower. I so love this villain. And I actually think. Like, what's his end game? 
He, he says it explicitly. He says people will – once I prove I could blow up the Eiffel Tower, people will pay me to destroy things. <laughs> 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 All right, so it's I, like an Austin Bowers uh, movie. No, he, he, this is. I'm not even kidding you. This is one of the best films we've ever done. The Eiffel Tower is like his spec script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. It's his. Yeah. It's his. It's his real. Home. It's his real. Yeah. 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 Um, so, right. That's amazing. All right, so here's here, this is the one observation I want to make about this movie that makes me yeah. think it's a little better than I think it has any right to be. This movie's so incompetent. The jokes are so bad and so unfunny. Like yeah. it's, it's basic level of humor. Now, like it has three. There are three comic sidekicks. There's Dane Cook, and there are the two, the two monks, monks, which we can talk about in a second. Yeah, and they all make awful, punny, stupid jokes. Ashton, on the other hand, makes jokes that make no sense. Like no, yeah, they're incoherent. English, his the English syntax doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. So like when Dennis Rodman is like in that like I don't know that like, uh, that that giant room that looks like kind mm-hmm. of a dome, whatever, and Ashton's elevated, and Ashton goes, oh, kick it over to me like the good little footballer you are. What does that mean? <laughs> what, like, I, not, yeah. I wrote down a few of these that like he th- weird ass things he says. So he says, um, wait, <laughs> he says, yeah, all right, kick it over like the good little football player, which fucking sucks. I'll check this little puppy out. And then. What you're referring to. Yeah. A DVD. <laughs> and then when he, when, he, when he threatens the girl's father, yeah. he says, I'll be back. Yeah. With her hands. What does that mean? I think they're just like, is, do you think No. I think, I, I think they're. No. I think that. With they, her hands. I, I think that they have, they, they, I, I, I know a few people who think they have a solid apprehension of the English language, yeah. but do not. And they think they can joke and use, uh, and use sayings and phrases that are like kind of, you know, common to the English language, but they fuck it up. This is a brilliant characterization of that. They actually nailed this character. He's so full of himself. He thinks he can do villain banter in English, but he can't. It's wonderful. Okay. You were, can someone explain to me? It's all intentional? 100% because it's different because okay. the, yeah. the type of humor is different from – He's consistent too. Yeah. Like he his, is consistent. He has the only consistent voice. That's true. He's so That's true. weird. Can He's someone explain so like what happened in the movie? Because I don't I don't remember. I, mean, I could try. Yeah. I mean I'm going to give the synopsis. We might as well do it now and maybe that will help us parse together because it, it really yeah, does feel like work. a bit of a fever dream. Like it doesn't feel real. It's just deeply – anyway. Uh, so the synopsis is Interpol agent Simon, played by Dennis Rodman, is gathering information about the weapons trade on the French Riviera and trying to pinpoint the man at its center. Meanwhile, Nick, Dane Cook, an old classmate of Simon's, asks him for help. Nick needs to rescue his employer's daughter, who appears to have been kidnapped by the same people Simon is tracking down. The pair must get to the bottom of the increasingly dangerous situation with the help of two monks and a feisty woman. <laughs> I don't have an idea what happened in this movie. I mean, I, I, I really, I mean, I watched it. I watched and it I, twice. I, and I, I, I really, really don't know that I was able to piece together a lot of it. The action scenes popped. The sex scene was bizarre. Oh, it was amazing. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, it was, it was. Through strobe lighting, Whose and room like, was that with the strobe lighting? I don't know. It Who was had, her house. She, so she has like a like yeah. a sex. She said yeah. room. She, they were fighting and fighting, and then she was like, 
now I want to exercise. And then she hit a button. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. had like a butt. She had like a big red button <laughs> next to her bed. <laughs> so crazy. Triggered strobe lights. Oh, we're gonna. We, we yeah. really more than most movies. We should try to do you know kind of like scene by scene if we can. I mean, I have the plot sort of, but I but I want to try to explain what I think was happening in this movie. You guys will definitely need to help me and rein me in. Oh, I mean, yeah, oh. for sure. Well, I mean, so. First and foremost, Simon Says opens on September 24th, 1999 in, as Kenny said, six theaters, I believe, I something to that effect, five, five whatever, yeah. in 29th place. It would go on to make $292,000 on a $10 million budget. It, it's the first movie to have zero on Rotten Tomatoes oh, that nice. we've done thus far. It, 17% from audiences. It had an ad campaign. It did? I knew this movie existed. You remembered it at the yes. time? Oh. This was his second movie. Yeah, because Double Team was the first. That movie was, I remember, vividly. All over the place. Yeah. Double Team was Double everywhere. Team was a real thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's coming at you from both sides. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. So Andrew Miller said that the producers of Double Team reached out to him to do a spinoff of Double Team. Triple Team. Trip, as well, yeah, obviously, it should be Triple Team. Uh so that's how it starts. But I don't, I don't remember Double Team. Was he a spy in Double Team? Must have been. Yeah, I have no idea. Look, I, he look. might have been a hacker. Either way. Oh, this guy. So, because I'm, I, that's how, it, the inception of this was let's do another Double Team for what that's worth or a spinoff of his character from Double Team for good or for bad. So, does, is, is Double Team is the same character? No. It's, he's a, no, he's he's Interpol in this movie. He's a CIA agent in that movie. Totally different. <laughs> Completely <laughs> totally different. different. <laughs> Completely different. He's yo. The, it's amazing that he's Interpol. Yes, it's it's insane. Like, how is he allowed to be Interpol? <laughs> the man definitely <laughs> does not speak Who another language. Who is this man <laughs> to speak on international issues? He's a spy. He's the most flashy human, literally in a me- in the world. Uh, it should also be said that Roger Ebert did not review this movie. Mm, not a shot. Here's my question. To Double you Team was a massive failure. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, made for thirty. Made, it made eleven million. So that's, that's not thirty bad. million. Yeah, it was made for thirty million. That's that's. It had a cultural impact, though. Like it's a memory. Remember the a, poster? Yeah, totally. Three Razzies. Ooh. Worst for, supporting actor for Rodman. Sure. Worst new star for Rodman. Sure. Worst on-screen cu- couple for Rodman and Van Damme. So Rodman won three Razzies. He's a three-time Razzie winner. Does that make he, him a triple threat? Wow, you you got to make another means you got to make another movie with him. I mean, yeah. Why is it called Simon Says or spelled like this? It's just S- because S- the name Simon. S- no, but the S E Z. It's obvious. racism. I don't know. Really, like, I, just, like, I just don't understand. I think it was meant to be the cool vernacular of the time. I was always putting Z's. on We used a lot of Z's. Yeah, back that's then. true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I take. I thought that's that's I, fair. It's still crazy to me that that there's a network, a major prestige network, yeah. that. <laughs> that plurals itself with a Z. Yeah. All right, cool. I mean, I'm not into it. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. Stars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How could that still be? <laughs> Why is that? Because it was founded in the 90s when the Z at the end was cool. That's so funny. And now they and they just I've never questioned it. it. I've never questioned, I've never questioned it. it either. Oh, it's awful looking. Uh. I've never yeah, – even now that, that you pointed you out – Going I, right on a show at Stars, people are like, oh, pretty good. Yeah. Moving up with the world. I mean, Stars has respect for sure. You, it does. Stars show can win an Emmy. They could Star easily – Stars show could win an Emmy. They could easily just like sl- like quietly just make it Stars with an S and no one would know. Or something else. Or just a different name. It's, yeah. now, that, now you've got me – Remember Sci-Fi went from Sci-Fi to Siffy? 
Yeah. Yeah. You've got me questioning that's why it's cool. named Stars at all. Like, Z, Z aside, why is it just called Stars? I actually do think. Yeah. I think I've looked this up. I do think it was Stars with an S and they changed it. Stop it. Whoa. Oh, look it up. To you be know. hipper? Yeah, dude. To be hipper. That's to a response you know, to Simon Says. Kids. You want to know what? What? It is hipper. Stars with an S. Is- I mean, we're talking about it. Stars with an S is terrible. <laughs> Could you imagine? Crazy. <laughs> what a horrible name that's for a name. All right. Stars with an S. Let's see. Let's see. A new Hollywood network. Oh, that's so great. All right. So actually, I was wrong. It wasn't stars with an S. It was uh, stars with an exclamation point. Stop <laughs> it. Yeah, with a Z and an exclamation point. Stop it. That's too much. Launched in, 90- that's, that's in 94. Much. Yeah, that's really gilding the lily. You want to know what the first two movies they You want to know the first two movies they aired just to show how yeah. hip they are? They're pretty hip. <laughs> Scent of a Woman. That's that's one of my favorite movies. It's a great movie. It's pretty hip. And The Crying Game. Fuck. They, went, they went in right away. Well, wow. you were Scent of a Woman. Uh, they were both 92. Uh, 92. Let's see that. So, um, Entertainment Weekly reviewed, Simon says. I'm going to read a little bit of their review. Uh, like RuPaul or Jenny McCarthy, Dennis Rodman is a casualty of the 24-hour freak cycle. He's yesterday's that didn't age well. No. Wow. He's yesterday's threatening omnisexual exhibit- uh, exhibitionist turned today's overexposed cliche. Consider yourself warned, Marilyn Manson. This is all. This is Who Entertainment wrote Weekly. That? Who wrote that? Yeah. Entertainment Weekly. No, no. Is there a name? I, I mean, I, I can find it. Yeah, find it. Let's call that fool out. Uh, How r- embarrassing is that right now? Rodman would have been wise. It's just an overwritten sentence. Well, that too. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> I mean, bad, bad syntax and also – and, like, and also like – yeah. You're way out of your own. Stop trying, RuPaul dog. kind of won, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Definitely won. I can't think of any bigger winner over the last 20 years than RuPaul, who went from being openly called a freak in a major con- you know, Time Warner uh, publication yep. to yep. being like – I'm trying to find out. Champion of the trans movement. Like, could so it, suave, too. Looks, looks, see RuPaul looks out in the world. In any yeah. outfit. Yeah. Always looking great. RuPaul's great. I don't have anything of RuPaul. RuPaul, RuPaul in a suit is a great look. Uh, it's, you know who it is? Who? Is it Owen Gleiberman? Yep. Yeah. Still there? No, he's not there. He's, uh, oh, I he's think not? he's at Variety now. Yes, you're right. He's at Variety. But uh, still working. Still working. Probably, probably still... you want to know, we always shit on Ebert, but he never does shit like that. No. Yeah. Ebert never, like, because it's, ben- it's kind of beneath him. He does, you know what I mean? Like, he wants to, if, his reviews can be bad. We've read many, many bad Ebert reviews, but he's big hearted. He's big hearted. The rest of the review, very quickly. Uh, Rodman would have been wise to ditch the sci-fi hair and nose rings for this for his latest movie outing. Simon says, but here he is as an the Interpol sci-fi agent. Hair? That's I his know. issue with that movie. As an Interpol agent along the French Riviera, towering over everyone on screen as he growls out his next quote-unquote wicked retort. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> the movie, a shoddy mess, is a bargain basement ripoff of Ronin, which means that an occasional scrappy car chase gets mixed in with martial arts bouts and some scrappy suspense. I mean, listen. What'd you guys think? It must have been a blast to film this movie. That's what I I was asking Andrew specifically yesterday. I was like, this movie looked like it must have been a lot of fun to make. Totally. And he was like, yeah, he went to France with a rough draft with him and his writing <laughs> partner. And they stayed there for five months. Oh, no. And they were building the production as they were writing. Wow. All right. Do you want to know the, uh, the great irony of Double Team? He wasn't a CIA agent. He was an arms dealer. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. He was the villain. Is that this? Is that no? The, he's the like turn? the arms, he's like the arms dealer turned good. Oh. And Mickey Rourke is the villain. That's a good cast. He's man. a terrorist. Who's the other? Who's Van Damme? Van Damme, oh, of course. 
That's we should, you know we could have done that, but we got stuck with this. I will I will say this. That came out in ninety nine. No, ninety seven. Ninety seven. That movie, I understand putting thirty million into that movie. I got not to. I mean, but I'm well, just like Van Damme. Van Damme. It's it's S. Robin. It's Mickey Rourke. Like you're like yeah sure, but it also kind of screams like this could have been straight to video. That movie made its money back. Eleven million sure. domestic. So Van Damme does yeah, well yeah. across the world, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's a vi- that's a video movie. That movie makes that, that movie, movie made a rented too for yeah. sure for sure. That's a movie. That's a video store movie that, like, I definitely saw people renting all the time. I want to talk about Robin. Okay, why did people think that Robin could do this? Because he's not that bad of an actor. But do people like him? Like, I don't remember as a kid, like, being like, "I want more Robin." I remember being like, "I want less Robin." Was this like when he was like dating Carmen Electra and stuff like this? Would have been right around that. This is like Madonna. If I'm not mistaken, and the wedding dress, and like he was definitely like one of the most famous. Athletes in the world. Yeah. Was he a good basketball player? Yes. He was I'm pretty actually, good. I'm, yeah. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Oh, okay. And they won three championships. He won two on the Pistons, and he won three with the Bulls. And he's five championships? Yeah, and he, and he was invaluable. He's the best rebounder he's ever played. One of the best defensive players ever. Oh, okay, great. I, I have no context. And other he than worked the fact his that ass I'm wearing off. a Toronto Raptors. The irony <laughs> of his game was that it was so counter to his off-court yeah. presence. Right. He was maybe the least flashy. NBA player. He's a very time. hard worker. That's really interesting. He has yeah. no natural talent. He has yeah. no game. He can't he can't <laughs> No, no, really. He can't score. He yes. was he was picked in the second round. He yes. went to a nothing college. That's All grit really and hard work. And when he was funny. and when he was on the Pistons before he was this version of Dennis yeah. Rodman, he was just a fucking hustler guy. He was yeah. just some like strong, crazy rebounding hustler so do you think he's a like i guess like we don't know the answer to this but do you think that he recognizes that on the court he's not flashy like that he doesn't have the quote-unquote goods to like be a flashy player so that's why he's so gregarious and crazy outside i think he like i think he would say that he he introduced a new style of play and made it trendy because he did own that as he got kind of further along in his career when he was diving and stuff like this Oh, so he started <laughs> flagrantly. I'm just picturing like, one photo of him. No, he, he definitely, yeah. he definitely was uh, aggressive. And right. so, I mean, he, remember, remember, he, he kind of kicked, he kicked the cameraman. And yeah, he started getting under people's skin more. Yeah, yeah he, in a more theatrical he way. The balls. Yeah, for like no real reason. He yeah. kind of like he he like kind of dove for a ball, and it kind of went out into like yeah. the cameraman pit a little bit, and like. I don't know. He just got to kick the guy in the balls. Yeah. And then he probably just kept on playing. <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> that is incredible. Something happened with Robin. Basically, like, the, the those Pistons teams, I think, were, were 89 and 90 were those championships. And then, like, he kind of disappears for a little bit. And then he re- reemerges. Or, was he on the Spurs? The Spurs in the is when he started with his hair. Yeah. He shows up on the Spurs and he's, like, red hair or something. People are just like... Rodman, <laughs> he's crazy now. <laughs> but he was crazy. But he was still good. Like it's Rodman. It was like Rodman. He's crazy now. Uh, and then the Bulls then of Phil all Jackson was like, hmm. Of all teams, <laughs> like the champion Bulls with Jordan and Pippen take him on. He becomes he becomes their third star. He's better than Horace Grant, who was their last star. They're a better team with him than they were in the first their first three championship. Peat. Yeah, they had a three peat. Rodman, uh, Jordan retires for two years. He comes back. They're better with Rodman. 100%. And then he, – He was the defensive backbone of the best basketball team of all time. Definitely. Yeah. And he made everybody around him better. 
He made like Luke Longley a presence. Like he just, he just is. He, he was yeah. a great teammate. Like on did the court. He, did he retire after the Bulls, or where did he go no, after? He that? fucked around. I have no idea. More. I'll look it up. But he he fucked. He around fucked around. Like, around. <laughs> 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 he made some. But he was like gr- he was so good that he was granted the ability to just fuck around for a couple of years on random teams. Yeah, yeah, like. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't know, I guess a casual basketball fan or someone who wasn't a big basketball fan in the 90s doesn't understand that he wasn't just some like freak. Like, like who's a, who's an example of an athlete who kind of just be like, um, it's a bad example, but remember like Freddie Mitchell, uh, from the the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles. No. Uh, you don't remember. I only know basketball. Fred X. No, I guess not. Fred X? Yeah, that's was what he called himself. He made up all these nicknames for it. It's kind of like he hated He was always mailing stuff So in. wait, could Rodman, like, was he good at three free throws? Like, could he ever score? He can't really shoot. He would score, like, two points and have, like, 18 rebounds or something. Okay. He also wrestled at this uh, time. Sure. He was in WCW. He was, like. What was his wrestling uh, persona? He was a bad guy. Like, and yeah. celebrities never, celebrities are never bad guys. It's incredible. Ever. And at this point, while he's still playing, he's a bad guy. And Carl Malone is doing it too as a good guy. And Carl Malone's the fucking worst. He's a garbage man. And Rodman is like he's a garbage man. And Rod, Rodman is like not a bad guy. He's just like he just he has some mental issues. It, it right. makes me think. Like I wonder if like this movie would have been better if Rodman would have been the villain. Because, like, if he would have been given those lines, yeah. like, maybe it would have been fun. I got more to say about Rodman. I agree with that 100%. I, Rodman won the, uh, the celebrity mole. The, t- the well, reality show. Sense. Was that, like, a Clue-like show? No. Uh, yeah. It's it, like, was a, it was a great reality show where, like, one person, one person in the group is a mole working for the productions and trying to cost you uh, money. And I guess he figured it out. <laughs> I, I would agree with you that him as a villain seems like more fun. He could have just really kind of gone for it. Because the problem is, like, he's not heroic. No. no. Not at all. <laughs> so so this movie is is based on him seeming like a hero. But it also doesn't have, seem like he has any emotional connection to the person or thing he's saving. No. I, I have more to say about that. Oh, please. Yeah, yeah, please. I mean, De- this, De- is the, this is the episode for Dennis it. Dennis Rodman claims he is the oldest of 47 children. <laughs> <laughs> How's that possible? On his father's side. <laughs> He's also our, our ambassador to uh, North Korea. Like, in, yes, he is. In, in fairness to uh, his father, his father only claims he has twenty six or twenty eight children. <laughs> but Robin claims he has forty seven siblings. That's a little give or take. That's, too. Yeah, that, that's one of those like. <laughs> once you're over twenty, does it matter? Oh my that's lord! Right, this, is, yeah. this is too much. Oh. Yeah, so he went to Louisiana. I think he went. No, he didn't go to Louisiana Tech. He went to God, who fucking knows. He went to what? Southeastern Oklahoma State. I also have another Southeastern Oklahoma. Not State? even an NCAA school well, that fits his NAIA. kind of workman. I don't reputation. even know. Three time NIAI All American. I think he was most valuable. He was the most valuable player at the Portsmouth. Uh, the Portsmouth camp, which he probably shouldn't have even been invited to. What's that? Portsmouth it's camp. His, it's his big. Um, it's his big. Uh, pre-draft camp for all of the like guys who are trying to be like in the second part of the second round. Wow, right? Like it's for people so barely he just on. outworked everyone just in outworked that situation. Everyone. Yeah. So in yeah, he goes to the Spurs in '94. The Bulls. He was in, on the Bulls in '95, and then in his quote-unquote twilight years per Wikipedia, 
Uh, he was he only played one more year on the Lakers. I don't even remember that. So he was on the Lakers when he made this, and then he played a year in Dallas, which I also don't remember. And then he was done. He was done in two thousand. Dallas Mavericks. That's Mark, I was like Mark trying Cuban. to fi- figure out what that was. So this was, he made this movie in the summer of the Lakers he, year. Maybe this was like what ended his career in France for the, five months. Well, he wasn't in France for five months. My my assumption is that there were some elements of pre-production. If they shot this film over the course of five months, it'd be fucking. That's like eyes wide shut. Oh man, this is like eyes wide it'd shut. Be, it's strikingly similar. My other question is the monks. Like they were monks. I don't, I don't think, think they were so. monks. But they, they – ha- I, I don't know which monk I, I disliked more. Maybe the heavy set one. Do you know who that guy is? No. You ever see the Seinfeld finale? Yes. Yeah, the, He's the guy who got mugged. Um, I don't remember him at all. Do you remember the – but do you remember what happened? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I don't remember him at all. That's uh. <laughs> <laughs> – I mean, this is as good. It as ends on a mile. it yeah. ends on a free willy joke. The movie ends on yes, Dane Cook pretending does. to be free willy because this so, guy's fat. So oh, I fucking hate Dane Cook. So, so I asked much. about how Dane Cook became involved in the movie. It, it oh, great seems, question. It seems that the producer saw him on Letterman and was like, "Get that guy," <laughs> and said, and literally wanted because I guess in I fairness, think, this is the same one who said I should make a movie about Dennis Rodman. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I mean, <laughs> so Dane. I, I guess what happened was I think Dane did stand up on Letterman. And then the producer literally wanted some of his bits in because he saw it. I guess the producer came to Andrew and said, he can do a Chewbacca. Put that in the movie. Wow. You know what I mean? Like that type of stuff. That I remember. I vividly remember watching that line and being like, that doesn't – that makes no sense. That, that I know. doesn't even fit. It's just – It's it literally was just like – It was like, that guy was like Chewbacca. And then he has a Chewbacca impression. <laughs> Or like he does like a wet dog. Well, have you and seen? you're like, what's that? Or he does the Did dinosaur. You see that? Yeah, yeah. Louis episode with him. Like it's incredible. A few years ago, yeah. it totally made me like. I re- felt like a human. Reconsider him, yeah, yeah and like yeah. think he's actually a pretty smart comedian. Yeah, it's kind of like, in a way, the that movie might represent like the origin story of his horrible choices in terms of his career. Because it did I feel mean, like so of the moment that movie in a way that like, but he's I mean this this guy's gone from zero, re, I mean not zero that's that's unfair but like, <coughs> excuse me he goes from being like on Letterman as a stand up mm-hmm. to being the number two in a movie you're yeah. gonna do it and you also I mean you're like fuck they're flying me to France I'm gonna a ten million dollar you would you this isn't nothing this is not 100%. nothing yeah. so I understand why he does it but then. I guess what's interesting is this movie aside, it's more like the the comedic trajectory of Dane Cook. And as you were saying, sort of like the, when he became like a comedy star is when people really turned on him. It's a weird thing, <coughs> but like being a good looking comedian, is he good looking? Yeah. Not in this movie, but okay. he, he's he, a pretty good, looking but he grows too. into his looks. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but being a good looking comedian is a weird double edged sword. Because, like, yeah. Dane Cook w- goes on to do movies like Mr. Brooks. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, like, not like that Kevin Costner movie, which is essentially a serial killer movie. And but I that's think, when he's trying to show that he can do other things. But I think there's this, like, impetus on these guys who are, like, like a, like a Sudeikis, for instance. Sure, 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 sure. Or, like, a Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. to, like, show that they're more – to show that they, like, can carry a movie because 
These guys look like movie stars. I mean, like a, a Jason Bateman, for instance. Yes. Like these guys look like guys who can potentially win actors and guys like win Oscars and guys like them have won Oscars. Well, yeah. I feel like Jason Bateman is like the archetype for a career path to follow because like he's put himself in movie after movie as a straight person and not taken like the burden of comedy in, in several movies in a row. And I feel like Dane Cook almost did that. Like he was like the romantic interest in good luck Chuck and that movie with my best uh, friend's girl, which my best friend's girl are like, I don't know if you remember this, but it like was a pretty good script that went like, that like yeah. traveled around at the time. Yeah. I think was it was called like bachelor number that, five. That good luck Chuck? Yeah. That was yeah. good luck Chuck. And also he was in that movie waiting, which people like, yeah. yeah. And I, Ryan Reynolds. I, Ryan Reynolds. I feel like it was like, he kind of just caught the tail end of a, like a series of movies that just got old. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But like, like he didn't, make that leap into like where Jason Bateman has gone. I mean, I think it should be said though. And I, I don't, he's got a pretty limited range. Like, I think that if, if he was actually able to seem human, which yeah. is why that Louis episode is so great is because for a second, you're like, Oh fuck. Like this is a real guy here. Yeah. He had like a shtick, and that shtick was so narrow that it's just, there was really nowhere to go. And like, of course he's getting not, I mean, somewhat subpar scripts as well coming his way. Like these are like, not great movies. I just think it would have taken a real like lightning bolt for him to get yeah. to the next level. It must have been really kind of weird for him because I, I don't think people realize what happened with him in the early 2000s. Like yeah. he went from being very hot yeah. and considered to be very cool and mm-hmm. very good. Like he, he would sell out shows and all the cool kids were at these shows yeah. to something happened around – Oh six, oh seven, where everyone just collectively decided this guy sucks. Like it just came down (laughs) hard. Like it kind of reminds me. I mean, just kind of a random, random, uh, a a, a random other person this kind of happened to. Though there are more racial issues here. Was Iggy Azalea like? Yeah, like when Iggy Azalea turned on her. When Iggy Azalea came out with fab with with uh, what's the song? Whatever. Uh, First things first. I'm the realist. First thing for <laughs> uh, I'm so fancy. Flossy, oh, fancy. fancy. Yeah. fancy. That's a great song. Yeah, people yeah, were for like a fucking minute. <laughs> for a fucking minute, people were like, no, Izzy Azalea like is really cool. And then like it turned so fucking hard. Well, she also didn't do herself any favors. No, but, <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's just it What turned- was the impetus for that? Nick Young? The Nick Young thing didn't help. I mean, the fact that she like she's this white girl from Australia who didn't seem to actually understand hip hop culture. Yeah. I think when she was under like a little bit of scrutiny, she broke the, down. The slightest. Yeah, she of broke down. Don't get me wrong, but like she also like rose up in this system, and it must have been like this weird whiplash. Now I think that's yeah. true for Dan Cook too. Like as soon as his head got above a certain level, yeah. where people were like other people started to notice, like this is the guy They're everyone like, thinks is guy. cool. Yeah. Are you guys fucking crazy? I, I, I feel, agree with that. I feel like it was like the that show, that special that he did where he was like in that circle. In the round. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember it that. It felt not like a comedy show, but more like a rock show. Well, it felt like it felt like a Chris Angel thing in a weird way. Like, 100%. It, it started to feel like these, you know what I mean, with the, the camera whipping around yeah. him. And it, it just became, yeah. I, 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 he also had this like uh, like this dice thing, this Andrew Dice yeah. Clay thing where it just, it just felt like he was a misogynist. It felt like he was pulling pulling this audience of like the bros you don't really want to be with. Yeah. And I'm not really defending his comedy like I think I'm not defending his comedy at all. Like I really think he's like kind of brutally unfunny. But he just he's he, not yeah. he's not I don't have a strong opinion on him. Like I actually don't think he's horrible or great. 
Like, but in this in Simon Says, he's horrible. Well, I think that there's there's a uh, he's trying so hard. Like, there's the a desperation yeah. in his jokes that I find exhausting and also a little bit like it makes me cringe. Like, I don't. There are some comedians. I mean, and this, maybe this is the wrong comparison, but like a Jim Carrey, for instance, where you see how hard he's working. You know, in, in the classic Jim Carrey sense mm-hmm. of it. But it's funny, and you, you and, and you appreciate it because you're just like, look at what this guy's doing. Yeah, I say Will Ferrell's like that too, right? Yeah. Totally. But he, he just, I mean, just sort of in the physicality of someone like yeah. Jim Carrey. As in this, you're just like Jesus Christ. And I actually, I asked Andrew, I was like, was he like this in person? He was like, he, he was a little, a little aggravating, like a little annoying to be around because it's just there's this. I think it's an insecurity thing. You know what I mean? I think it's a person that's just like, please. And and as we all know, or at least. Being friends with comedy writers or comedians, like that laughter is is intoxicating, yeah, right? And, a, and and that's they're they're chasing it, so that desperation of the need for it to actually see it physically embodied is just Ted. Teddy actually is a real life comedy writer. <sighs> really? <laughs> <laughs> if only you guys could see Teddy's face. <laughs> All showrunners should see that face, followed oh. by a deep sigh, <laughs> rolling of the eyes. Oh man! Um, but in, in this movie, I feel like he's not done any favors. Like, like there's he has no one to play off of, and also like, I there's like one moment where he does a bit of physical comedy where he's like on the ground pretending to do like a bunch of spy moves, and like the romantic interests of the movie, if you can call him that, like gives him like a fake laugh, and they hold on his face, yeah. and he. Drops the laugh yeah. in the take yeah. and continues working as if like, all right, I've just like appeased this guy. Like now I have to actually do the task act of this now? movie. Yeah, oh, he's like, now that that's yeah. done, I forgot, it was, I forgot he, it was that hung guy. out to dry in that moment in a way that I've rarely seen oh. in a final cut of a movie. <laughs> like for a director to do something like that so is such mean. a fuck you. Yeah, I forgot that there is also a randomly occurring martial arts French boyfriend in this? Yes. With a perfect body? <laughs> yes. He's also a great guy. He's <laughs> the best guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's part of the crew that wins the day. <laughs> and he's a fantastic fighter. He stands up to his dad for not, like, honoring the love oh, he has of this woman. Goddamn weird movie. So I asked Andrew a question that in hindsight probably is more mean than it should have been, but I asked him nonetheless, which is I asked him did they think they were making something good? That's a good question. And his response was they thought they were making something fun. Like I, the question came from this idea of as I'm watching the film, I'm thinking like, is this the type of thing where you're sitting at Video Village and you're seeing these action sequences, which again, like it's a whole bunch of, you know, staccato fucking moments that you're hoping are going to cut together. You, Who the fuck knows? We never know. And do you are you watching this stuff thinking like this is going to be fucking good? Or are you watching it thinking like – I don't know what the fuck this is going to be because I just really honestly have to wonder. Have you guys ever been involved with anything Yeah. in the moment when mm-hmm. you're watching it sitting in Video Village, you're like, this is a train wreck? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, not a train wreck. Not a train wreck. There, there. I will say there. There have been scenes that I've been involved in where I'm like, this is really not working, and you're sort of you're doing as I sort of just said where like you're trying to Frankenstein some portions. You're like, I think maybe that there's stuff here, but never like going like, Oh fuck. Like I, I'm scared that this is going to be a disaster. Have you been involved? Never. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I just wonder if people in, have. In any moment I could talk myself into the best version of it. Right. Well, that's, I guess that's sort of the question. Oh, and right? I mean, by the way, I've been involved in some train wrecks, so it's not as, I, I could Amazing. see I could see them having fun with like the individual moments you describe because like there's right. like the car chases and right. like the weird zany like shootouts but like the, there the to me like what where the movie failed like in addition to in its entirety because sure. everything is horrible but there's like no main character or story like yeah it, it's like there's no relationship that matters yeah. which is kind of insane for well, even a bad movie like like if you tr- like, there's like bits where like you track a relationship for like twenty minutes, but like yeah. I guess the main ca- the main relationship is between Dane Cook and Dennis Rodman, but they rarely interact on screen. Well, you but, get like, the impression the- Rodman probably doesn't want to be around Dane yeah. Cook that much. But the last scene of the I don't movie, know if you're on anyone. The last scene of the movie is like them like I- indicating that they're going to start working together after this, as if like the movie was an origin story of their partnership, which is completely insane. Yeah, no, it's that's that's definitely not there. And that, but that is what I guess they were hinging but the movie like, on. I, for me, it's like the sex scene, for instance, right? I'm watching the sex scene is probably two minutes of uh, the movie, maybe two, three minutes. I was seizing on my couch. I, <laughs> I, so was Rodman. So I'm, I'm watching it thinking like there's at least four or five setups in that sex scene. So you're talking about five six hours of shooting <laughs> that fucking sex scene. Yeah. And I'm just like, how did anyone, with first of all, light, with all a time. fucking strobe light, yeah. you're sitting in a room, you're watching fucking strobe lights for five hours. You're just like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, how did I get here? How did this happen? It's also a closed set. It's just you, it's just Rodman, <laughs> and, the and, that and the lighting guy. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I will you can't say, even talk to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and he also didn't have iPhones. You were just sitting. You're just sitting there. Yeah, you're just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> All right, so Teddy, I think your point's a really, a really good one. When you're, when you're, <laughs> when you're sitting in a in a room and you're, you know, breaking this story and outlining this story and writing this script. Yeah, Teddy. Your protagonist, well, not you, but I mean, you know, your quality of my work. Your, your protagonist yeah. is Dennis Rodman, is yeah. Simon, right? Yeah. And then you get on set, and this guy's like, or his manager is like, look, this line here, it has 16 words. He has a 12 word max. <laughs> and like all this shit, they're basically saying, like, you can't actually rely on this guy to be the protagonist of your movie. What do you do? 
I'm not really defending the movie. Just saying, like, I think that the it's well, so think, easy. Like, they already had a dynamic set up. Like, Dennis Rodman is like this could cool, uh, like apparently cool, cool seemingly cool suave, like a man of like not that many words. Like, and Dane Cook is the annoying sidekick. Like, that's the most typical dynamic you could have for a movie like this. Mm-hmm. And like, they don't execute any of the necessary beats. Well, it's yeah, it's like not- they're never together. You know, I and I probably should have asked Andrew these questions when I had him on the phone. But, you know, I didn't really ask him about the actual writing process <laughs> because on some level you have to assume that when a project like this lands in your lap, you're just sort of holding on for dear life because you've got producers making all these sort of outrageous demands. You've got obviously a pretty outrageous star at the center of it who can only say – two lines at a time like it's just you have to wonder whether or not at some point and a director that's just like let's just make this fun big action set pieces and just be done with it like i don't there's there's no connective character arcs or tissue or truthfully much of a story that you can really hang your hat on so you're really just thinking like hopefully we can coast on the fun of this the stories that that is there is so convoluted i've been trying to like think about how i would describe it we're gonna break it down yeah but yeah, I, I like. I, mean, I weirdly, I, yeah. I, I weirdly we'll do. It. I really, I weirdly do give them credit. Like the people who made this movie, particularly yeah. the screen, particularly the screenwriter, because when a project like this lands in your lap, like you know, there is a tendency to hold on for your life or mail it in yeah. or just give them, you know, kind of your typical, sure. your typical low budget Van Damme knockoff. And I think they instead yeah. said, "Let's make this the silliest thing we can think of. Like, let's make it silly." Fun. We're gonna have ten million dollars. Yeah. Let's have insane set pieces. Yeah. Let's have insane gadgets. You want to? You you want to use two B, two Richie Rich Bs? Yeah, yeah. You guys seen Richie Rich? Yeah, yeah. That's where the B was invented. Now they use that mechanical it was invented, B. Invented. Wait, Rich. they took it from Richie Rich. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's the same B. I'm not kidding. That was the it's only the interesting part of the movie. <laughs> they use the B, and also like Ashton, the villain, is able to literally chop the bee with yeah. a sh- with a sword. sword. Yeah. Don't sleep on this movie. It plays like, the it, 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 it plays the exact same way in the opening scene. In the end, it's like, oh my god, here's a mechanical bee that's supposed to spy. Like it doesn't work in the first scene. Someone just swats it away, and then in the second scene, someone like sees it, and then yeah. immediately it gets swapped. I mean, it's not an approved bee. Yeah, it's not approved. <laughs> what? It's the same situation. I do agree with you though, Kenny. Which is that, like, on some level, if you played this straight. It would be chill factor, yeah. And and as as we've discussed, chill factor doesn't work because there's 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 nothing there's no fun in it. There's no silliness in it. It doesn't it doesn't acknowledge the stupidity of its premise. This movie obviously acknowledges like Dennis Rodman's a spy in this in this universe. This movie acknowledges the the stupidity of its conception, correct? Which I really respect. I agree with that. You know. it does because like dane cook doesn't do that oh he sucks like because he doesn't that get the movie that would be the role totally that would be the person that could that. do it like I agree with that 100%. if he just like was roasting rodman the whole time that but isn't that amazing. but don't you think that's a symptom of inexperience right that's just a guy who's just like i don't know i'm here and i'm gonna just uh, I'm, I'm trying to keep myself alive here's what he had to do there's another movie that's kind of like this significantly better but it reminds me of this a okay. little bit which is blue streak Okay. And Luke Wilson holds that movie together yes. so yes. well because he plays it completely straight. Yeah. yeah. Like he That's actually a pretty good movie. Because of Luke I mean Marlon Lawrence is funny, but Luke Wilson like It's a good premise. Plays it like yeah. it's a fucking yeah. real cop movie yeah. that he also is like 
There's something weird about there's something weird about you being a cop. I can't put my finger on it. Yeah. But like, because yeah. he's, he's not like the smartest guy. He's like kind of not great. Like Dane Cook the whole time, instead of being like, this is the world's greatest spy, could have yeah. been like, there's something going on here that doesn't make a lot of We're sense. Flying in yeah. a car We're right now. In yeah. a car. <laughs> that was that was just to point out that green screen shot was when apparently Andrew Miller said this level of madness will never happen again. Like he literally was watching that scene just thinking like this is fucking bonkers. Like everything for him he literally said nothing seemed too crazy to me after this experience. Yeah. So there's something to that. But I do think that <laughs> to your point, Rodman's playing the quote unquote straight man because he doesn't know how to right. play anything else. So Dane, I guess, the, or the director was just like, I guess Dane got go crazy. But it doesn't it, – there's just no chemistry between them. It doesn't make any sense. Dane Cook is – I mean that green screen shot, which I posted on, on Instagram and Twitter after when I was watching it, is the most batshit thing I've ever seen. It was I – th- I think that like – or it's up there anyway. I mean I know you're friends with one of the writers, but I, I mean, do think – I don't – I do think that like yes, the, d- but. the directing was worse than the writing because I think that like the – Andrew Miller, just for the record, said nothing we say about this film could offend him. Okay, so. good. <laughs> They're both bad. Uh, but the but like even in that shot, like when they get to the beach, it's like you can see that like that someone is saying extras run now. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. It's really crazy. Like there's like people that are running even after the car passes them as yeah. if they're being the level of incompetence is really high. Well, I mean, I sent you the screenshot of the big guy's stunt double. Oh, my God. The big guy's stunt double oh is basically DJ, DJ Qualls. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so great. It's so he's great. He's hanging off the side of this bridge, and he weighs 116 pounds. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Like, yeah, wet, too. Oh, like, he is oh, tiny. Oh, my God. It's fantastic. Right. It's – yeah. Um. A couple other great uh, lines that uh, Andrew said to me. He said that he felt like he was on a reality show, like that that it just felt like it was deeply surreal. Uh, they said they were aiming for an action comedy version of sort of something in the vein of Repo Man, I think was what they were going for, which I don't necessarily uh. think that they succeeded in. But I understand perhaps starting from that place. But again, like I just don't feel like there's any – if you've signed up for a project that you've, you're you leaving for Paris with a rough draft. Someone wanted to be in France. You're just like, I don't know, which I get. But like you've got to be like, this is – I mean this is going to be a bumpy ride. Were, so, were they hired to be like the on-set writers? I don't know the answer to that. My, my assumption is there was a script of some sort that the producer was like, this is good enough. We can start. And then flew them out there and they start, I, my assumption is they were piecemealing it together as it was going. Did they have fun? I, sure. Although I will say, he told me this one story. He's like, you know, Dennis Rodman invited me to hang out on his yacht one night with a bunch of his friends. And I was like, okay, cool. He's like, yeah, but then all we did was play video games. And I'm just like, it just became like sad. <laughs> See, here's the thing about Robin. Like, Robin I think like Robin is so tortured. <laughs> he's a tortured dude. <laughs> Like he you just think seems he'd be like there, a sad like, guy. He'd be an orgy. You show up when he's playing NBA Jam. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're showing up for an orgy, but you're just gonna play NBA Jam. It's oh, fantastic. Man. Yeah, it's just I. That's the other thing too, where it's like he's dating these, you know, the, uh, Electra, right? Carmen, Carmen Electra, Electra and Madonna and all these like. But I'm just like they didn't last very long. 
And it almost felt like bravado. He also like had it, a couple of kids with some other women. Like, wasn't Madonna one of Madonna's kids? Th- people thought might have been Dennis's. I don't know about that. But. Yeah. It just seems like he was his fame was like very much like the the product of the time, and like this movie just feels like it was just like of this year in a way that's I guess that's it does. Why well, that was doing a podcast. Andrew actually about. Andrew actually said that. I mean, we're doing a podcast about all of the movies, but and television shows and what have you. But, but it, it it's does, going to turn into I mean about this. It's going to turn into a Simon movie. Says Only podcast. Yeah, well, eventually, so I feel like in a way it does the Simon Says mythology the. The well, because the point it, of your guys' podcast for is sure. An interesting well, because what's interesting about it is it's also kind of at a moment where, like, this got a theatrical release, a brief one, but it did get a theatrical release. Now, I'm sure, as as you mentioned, like, it probably made it back on video or whatever. Like, I, I don't imagine know if this movie did. I think double take for did, sure but... or double team. But it, it's it's interesting to me that this movie wouldn't get made today. Probably, maybe it's a Netflix movie. I don't know. Like the the home video straight to video market is just drastically different now. Like there are movies that go straight to iTunes or something to that effect. Yeah. But this movie, the fact that it was even fucking considered for a theatrical release says something is, is about there, the time. Is there – let's just – let's play a little uh, yeah. experiment. Let's have a little thought experiment. Is there an athlete right now who is even in the realm of Rodman in terms of persona? Audacity and all of that? Yeah, just like nonconformity and – um, I mean, I don't, I don't know sports well enough. You guys are going to be a sports you know, like a wide receiver or something like Odell, but not really. Odell is like, not as like counterculture. And... Yeah. Um, God, not really, right? God, I wish I could think of someone like you know who's like this. Ocho Cinco or something. I got someone who's kind of like this. Uh, Birdman. He's, he doesn't play anymore. Yeah, but Birdman. All right, I so love who's, Bird. who's so Birdman's type? Birdman's so Chris, type. And- <laughs> Chris Anderson. Birdman's type. Chris Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Birdman's amazing. Birdman, Birdman. He's no, truly amazing. I absolutely love this guy. <laughs> so he hasn't really been playing for the last like two or three years. But Bird, Chris Anderson, Birdman, yeah. is uh, – Hold on. I'll tell a quick story about Birdman. Did he, he named himself Birdman? That's what people I, call it. 90% sure yeah. he named himself Birdman. But my my brother once went to a, a Knicks game and Birdman was playing against them. And like he had like a mediocre first half and he came out uh, before the second half just drinking a hot coffee and he sat on the bench like looking pensively on the court. Did he play after that? Yeah. And he had a a good second half. That sounds bad for your body. It was cool though. (laughs) It was cool. Just a hot cup of coffee before getting back on the court. It's so weird. It's like like a warm glass of milk. So fucking weird. I respect so, it though. All right, so look him up. Look him up, Phil, so you know what he looks like. Chris Chris Anderson with an E at the end. Son, Sen. Okay. Uh, the uh, you know the the Nordic way. Um, Chris Anderson is very much like fucking Rodman. He's a white. Oh guy. wow, he's yeah. This, he's like a this white guy's, This guy's yeah. He's yeah, a yeah. big guy, very athletic, no talent. <laughs> Uh, rebounder. Similar he won game. the won the dunk contest once as a white guy, only second white guy to do it. Right? He won. Right? He I don't a, know. Went to Blinn College, which is a junior college. That's where Cam this Newton. Guys, tattoos are crazy. Sixty five percent of the bodies has tattoos. He for years he had a also straight happened up as he progressed through the NBA. Similar to Rodman. Went to the yeah. Joined the league as like a typical boring white guy. Got suspended for two years for cocaine use. Sure. Comes back with the tattoos. Gets, he's drinking coffee. Gets gets picked up by the. <laughs> Gets picked up by the best team in the league, the, the Heat. Heat. Yeah, he's the Heat. Uh, this picture becomes of him. one of LeBron's 
<laughs> he looks like a monster. He looks, he looks like a monster. <laughs> he does. He's a close. Thing to, he comes one of LeBron's boys. Like LeBron, like LeBron puts him on, takes him under his wing. And he takes the little bird under his wing, and, and he becomes a valuable member of these Heat championship teams. What was his asset? What did he bring to the court? Uh, fun. He was a great rebounder. Great rebounder. Like sort of like, like Rodman. Rodman. Energy guy. Yeah. Um, a great athlete. Just like a like a freak athlete. Uh huh. Um, and like had these personal demons too, right? Apparently. So let's imagine. And he's not that he's, he's on he, the Cavs. He was not, on the Cavs last year. Because because of Rodman. Like really? Rodman, I'm sorry, not because Rodman, because of uh, LeBron. LeBron. LeBron LeBron loves him. LeBron's yeah. boys. It's like Boys and Girls Club. He loves the NBA. crazy kids. Yeah. He brought uh, all the crazy. You know, it's like four guys who he brought onto this team last like year. Mike Miller's his boy. Mike, he yeah. loves Mike. Mike some Miller. of these teams Mike that Miller's he played for. Influence. Some of the teams he played for don't even. They sound like they're made up. I mean, what team? Okay, so the New Mexico Slam. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Fargo Moorhead Bees with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> the stars in that way. What else you got? The Sugarland Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> these don't sound like real when teams. When did he land these teams? Sugar in the early 2000s. These aren't teams. He played for the, the Fayetteville Patriots. <laughs> and then, he, then he's on the Denver Nuggets. Then oh, he's on the Hornets, God, the Nuggets this, again. This guy worked his ass off. The, the Fargo Moorhead oh. Bees might be my favorite team that I've ever. With a oh, Z. With a Z. Bees. Yeah. Like stars. Fargo Moorhead Bees. <laughs> <laughs> you get you, you there's already enough Z's in the world to make Fargo <laughs> Moorhead cool. <laughs> uh, he sounds great. So, I mean, yeah. he definitely feels like a Rodman, but he so, didn't. I mean, the thing about Rodman too is that like the, the cap capitalizing on the persona and the absurdity of of himself, I guess, is sort of unlike any other athlete. So, so that's what I'm trying to get to is like. Could you now? He's not like Shaq he's not is Rodman. Maybe he couldn't maybe. like Rodman couldn't have been more miscast as we think about Birdman because like post rehab Birdman is playing that role with stoicism. Oh, people love which it. is what which is what that role is written for, right? Could you have made a, a, a movie with Birdman in 2016? I think you could have. I, I mean, not a theatrical. I remember movie, seeing but, like when I saw the pictures of him. He did. He was a person I remember seeing. Now, obviously, I didn't. I don't watch basketball, so like, I don't, but I just feel like it's interesting that you ask the question because I don't know. I mean, so for instance, they're making Space Jam two with LeBron, yes. right? I mean, that that is sort of, and that makes sense to me. Yeah, because he's Definitely. the new Jordan. He's the new Jordan, and and he's a good actor. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's really good in Trainwreck. You yeah. know, he's he a great actor. Out. He's a great actor. He just he gets it, and he seems like a real guy. His show, The Shop, the the HBO oh, thing is, the is fantastic. Yeah. Like, he's just a really personable hum- like he seems like a human being yeah but also supremely talented and you know obviously you know all of that i don't know that there's anyone else like that you know that that actually can make that transit that like rodman tried the transition obviously failed but could anyone even try People right now or trying jordan was a good actor like space jam was not a bad movie well, space jam is a fun movie yeah yeah, fair well, enough. And he's great in his commercials. But people are trying. So, yes, Jordan understood his persona, obviously, as well. So, like, LeBron's paved this path now. Mm-hmm. And, like, Steph Curry is now also on this path where he's producing shows. He's yeah, producing yeah. docs. Like, he's doing high-low stuff, right? He's, he's doing, a, like, a real lowbrow show for ABC. He's doing real highbrow docs. Premieres tonight. The, what's the doc? Holy 
the holy oh holy moly, holy moly. Yeah, moly. Yeah, be, yeah i'm not watching the draft i'm definitely gonna watch <laughs> holy watch holy moly, moly. <laughs> I love it. They're doing – ABC is counter-programming their own draft coverage with a Steph Curry-produced mini golf show. <laughs> Rob Riggle is just like, what the golf. fuck And they happened? say broadcast television yeah. is dead. Who knew? Yeah, I know. Yeah, seriously. Like, um, yeah, so Steph's doing it. Durant that's is such a it. That's such a reach for puns, by the way. Holy moly. Yeah, like I, mini golf I, hole. I, moly. It's awful. Yeah, it's yeah. not, not going to – Also, it's I've like – I've never heard – I feel fun. like golf has so many puns, too. The funny But not holy moly. Fucking – Steph's like explicit uh, mission statement is faith based stuff. So to like really? throw some holy moly shit in uh, there. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, so that's a faith it's, it's basically, I might be. So basically, like, Steph has two, two arms of his company, like his faith based shit and his wife's cooking shows, which are also like gonna blow up. Yeah. So, like, she has, I think, an ABC cooking show coming out. But all right, so Steph is doing it. Durant is producing a show for iTunes. Um, and LeBron Durant, is the LeBron's the only one that has like I think like LeBron crossover. is twenty fucking projects right now. LeBron yeah. is the biggest producer in Hollywood. It's yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, and like real highbrow shit, like real lowbrow shit, shit that nobody else can get made. Like Million Dollar Mile is like a dumb concept that got like a big fucking premiere on CBS. Really? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a reality show. It was a big it was a big bomb because it's a bad idea and it's really boring what's but the like, premise of it it's uh it's it's kind of like american gladiators it's a mile right it's like a mile run you have like uh you have obstacles you have to hit every time and then you have someone chasing you so you get like a two minute start Whoa. and then someone chases you and it's just like it's, there's nothing about it right like and he, he's done this over and over again like the wall like these shows that that no one else can well, get people made. like the wall though do they maybe i'm wrong what do i know I mean, the wall does relatively well. well it's people, the Plinko thing, right? That's where the people yeah. drop the thing. Yeah, I love Plinko. Plinko doesn't like Plinko. I like Plinko. Plinko is oddly calming, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it is. It, it's sort of like even the mention of it kind of like set a great <laughs> mood over this podcast. <laughs> I know. It's, it's just, just even the name. Just, just Plinko. I'm just reminiscing over Plinko. <laughs> <laughs> My son and I are going to build, we're gonna build a Plinko board. I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, we mm. bought everything but the board. Wow. We got the nails. Got the nails. We got the the discs. The, the, we got the, the discs. Things. We got the rubber bands. What are great hectagons or something? So, what are our thoughts on uh, on Robert Downey Jr. almost being cast in this movie? Are you aware of this? He was to play the Dane Cook role, and then he he pulled out of it. Like very. That's a great decision. Cool. It feels, it feels like the right decision. Did you ask uh, Andrew about that? Uh, I did. His response was that he didn't know. That I think that. I, my impression is that they were brought in after casting had happened, if that makes any sense. Oh. Like, I don't I don't think that – I don't know. And everyone wasn't just talking about it on set? Like, could you imagine if this was Robert Downey Jr.? Well, I mean, here's the thing about Robert Downey Jr. In 1999, he's a little bit in the wilderness. Like, he's, he's just – about to because the Ally McBeal of it all happens shortly thereafter. That's true. Of course. So he it, it all kind of goes sideways for him. Hopefully for the last time it seems. Um, so he's still in this weird kind of strange place. I mean, for him to get the job on Wonder Boys, they had to like bond him several times over. Mm-hmm. Like it was just it was problematic for him. So the fact that this script that he even considered this script doesn't shock me quite frankly, just because he was probably looking for you know. Anything. A paying gig and a, and a movie. Um, if he's in this movie, it becomes, I mean, 20 or 30 times better because he at the very least would be competent. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He wasn't as in the 
wilderness as I think we think he was. He did U.S. Marshals in 98, which was a pretty big role. The Fugitive sequel where he was basically, you know, the, the, like the, the number two, yeah, like the hard ass guy. Yeah. 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 Um, he did two guys and a girl, which was an independent movie, but it was well received. He did one night stand here before that. He was the fifth on the fifth in that, but he was still in it. Did Bowfinger in 99, did Black and White in 99, doesn't really count. Did In Dreams in 99. Like, he was working. We do we do have three RDJ movies in 99, yeah. which I'm excited because they're, they're all very different. But, like, he's in one scene in Bowfinger. He's funny in it, but yeah. he's barely in it. Um, I have never seen Black and White, it and was, he's the villain in In Dreams. It, you know, it was after this that he really kind of fell apart. Um, it, he didn't really come back until Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Correct. That's when that's when the floor amazing. well the floor yeah. fell out from underneath him after Ali McBeal. Yeah, because he he goes on Ali McBeal and everyone's like, "Holy shit!" Like Robert Downey Jr. He had great chemistry with Calista Flockhart, and everyone Everybody. thought like this was the beginning. And then the rumor has it that she was involved in some way in terms of his not not in terms of like relapse. Yeah, there was some I'm, sort of a hotel room incident where he was doing drugs and. The cops were called to the hotel room. Now, whether or not any of the actors or people involved in Ally McBeal were somehow involved in calling the police, who the hell knows, but that's what happened. Um, and he was obviously kicked off the show, and that was the end. There was, however, his exit from the show had a bit of an, el- uh, an ellipse next to it. Like, they left the door open for him to come back if he got his shit together. Um, and I guess it you know took years for that to happen, and so. But yeah, so yeah, well, you know what? It's not really a rumor. It was in the it was in okay. the uh, the post in two thousand okay. and two thousand. So you're good. So what was the, what was the article? What did it say? Well, it says castmate may have dropped the dime on down. Okay, yeah. So did they say which castmate? Say which castmate? But yeah. we're, well, you know, it could have been Callista. It could have been you could know Jane anybody. Krakowski. It's so crazy that Jane Krakowski it, was on that show. It could have been Lucy Liu. It could have been. It could have been uh, Portia de Rossi. I got to watch Ally McBeal. Ally McBeal, by Nothing the way, but stars. Ally ah. McBeal's a, kind of a great show. You want to come back for it? We're going to do an Ally McBeal episode about the show. But, <laughs> about episodes that aired in 1999. The 99 show. Yeah, for sure. But um, <laughs> but truthfully, <laughs> but truthfully, like I love being on the show. <laughs> Ally McBeal is a weird little thing. That I that I and I, I've I've rewatched it's episodes weird. over the years. It's weird that it didn't have that it hasn't had its like own little moment because like Gilmore Girls, kind of yeah, because like it it was huge and like you know like my so called life had its yes, enormous yes, moment. Yes, like yes, Ally yes, McBeal is yes. much bigger than that show. I, I mean, Ally McBeal, despite the fact that I think it sort of got this. I love that we're talking about Ally McBeal in the Simon Says episode. <laughs> um, it was it was a real sort of like uh, lightning rod show but like the moment that i remember people turned on it was the time cover do you remember the time cover where she was so thin no 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 the time cover was showing the the timeline of feminism and that ali McBeal was like the new feminist icon and that's a little dang cookie yeah a little and and that's when it felt like people turned on it and and maybe specifically women might have turned on it i can't say but just that all of a sudden, her being sort of the role and the character being create, sort of put on a pedestal of some sort of uh, feminist icon, I think kind of made people turn on the show a little bit. Was, I could be wrong. Was there like a notable shift in the writing after that? No. I mean, well, the, I mean, David E. Kelly at that moment 
had three television shows that he was writing every episode of, basically. Yeah, David Kelly has wow. a writing it's credit insane. on every Ally McBeal episode in its entire 112-episode run except one. And he's writing every episode of Boston, Boston Public at the time. Boston And the practice legal. at the time. The Boston, Boston legal, legal and the practice. And the practice. And then – I'm th- wrong about this- – Bo- I'm wrong about Boston Legal. It's something else. Boston he's, Legal. He's, he's, in 99, he has the practice. He has Ally McBeal and he has uh, – uh, Alfonte. I don't know what the third show was. But outside of that, there was a moment. Chicago Hope. Chicago Hope. So he's got five shows at one point he's writing every episode of. And by the way, writing them handwritten on fucking lined paper. (laughs) Like it's just – it's crazy. You want to know what? It's also fucking crazy this guy went away for yeah. about 15 years and now is back with Big Little Lies. Yes. Like the hottest show in the country. Yeah. Season two, I'm on the fence about. I'm liking it so I like far. it better than season one. Ooh, Ooh. hot takes. Yeah, yeah, hot yeah. takes. I didn't really like season one. It was boring. I liked I like, I like it. But I like both seasons. But I will say this. And first I of all, love I love the theme song. Desperately oh, want to get David so E. Kelly good. on this podcast, even if it's 15 minutes. Yeah, put it minutes. out there in the world. Just – to have him explain to me how he possibly did, like physically did what he was doing at the time. It's taken me, it it's, takes me six months to write one 42-minute <laughs> episode of a show <laughs> that I have fucking source material for. I haven't written a pilot in yeah. seven years. Just like, how did he possibly do it? And by the way, like it's not just garbage. Every episode was solid. Some these, of them were brilliant. These shows won, these shows these won shows won, like you know, Best writing. It's, yeah. it's just insane. I have, I, it's, it's just Anyway, I so, guess he took he needed to take fifteen years off. Well, my I think that could he get shows made? He couldn't get shows made. And the they, television changed on him. Yeah, and, he, and, he, had, yeah. he had some stuff. He had that show with Robin Williams, which was like a bomb. Yeah, the the good uh, ones, the young that ones, marketing the marketing company show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Goliath, I believe is his. Mm-hmm. So Goliath is doing well. Yeah, he has some stuff. But I'll, every once in a while, I'll hear a dad come up to him and be like. You got to watch Goliath, man. After they tell you to watch Bosch, right? I was going to say Bosch and Goliath. <laughs> Those are the dad shows. But uh, yeah, I just it's 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 fascinating. It's a really fascinating career. And and to your point, Kenny, like he's now all of a sudden he's got the hottest show. And nice. and it's nice. It's, it's nice that he's come back around. I never thought that honestly, I never thought this guy could do an HBO show. I didn't think that was like his thing and, yeah. and he's doing it. The the opening yeah. theme song of Big Little Eyes is like draws you into the world in a way that I've never it's seen. It's very, very show. calming. I want to yeah. make love to the yeah. opening credits of I feel like show. every That's time it's when, when the opening That's credits what... come on, I like sink into my bed and I'm like, I'm going to be able to stay up for an hour and then I'm going to have a, the deepest sleep of my life. Yeah. It's it's great. I will say um, the standout in the second episode for me was Laura Dern saying, I will not not be rich. <laughs> oh, I loved it so totally. much. And I love, I love, I love that. In contrast to the moment in the beginning when she's singing along yes, to the song yes. about her house, yes, <laughs> she is playing. She's fucking incredible. She's playing on such a different level. Yeah. She's amazing. Oh god. So um, let's talk about the fucking plot of this movie. Oh good, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, also the plot of this movie will take five fucking minutes. I fucking love this podcast. Uh, so we open on a mission with Simon. With some fucking terrible ADR right out of the gate of like it's not even matching up with people's Immediately mouths. the movie's dated from like the special effects uh, on the first – Yeah, from the first opening shots. image. So yeah. you've got like these these like B cams that these surveillance guys, his two monk friends uh, are – Who may or may not be monks. Yeah, we never they're find not, out. They're not They're monks. dressed as monks the whole time. But the whole thing – like they're – it's so crazy. But they use religious – 
like dialogue and they seem religious. And they're religious. They're, they're, headquartered, they're, religious. <laughs> they're headquartered in an abandoned church, which also is on top of quicksand. Um, yeah, that's crazy. But it's, uh, I don't think that there's, I think that it's part of the, sh- like, I think it's, it's part, part of, of the shtick. cover yeah. that they're like acting as monks, which is absurd. But they're, no one, when no one's watching. It is, all right. It is a, a, a obese white man yep. with a very strong, like, Henny Youngman. He's got the simple Jack haircut. He's got the simple Jack hair, also known as like the monk haircut. Yeah. And this, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's known as the simple Jack haircut. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my God. It's like the Friar Tuck. But like, um, <laughs> and, then he, and then a black dude who's like, just yeah. kind of throwing out some funny stuff. Like, like he's, he's all right, man. That right. guy's all right. Yeah. Okay. He's just a normal guy who occasionally makes references to the fact that him and Robin are both black. <laughs> yeah. And he should be saved over these. But it's just – So they really build up Rodman's entrance or his reveal. They 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 do lots of like, I don't know, slow-mo and fucking whatever. He takes the helmet off. He's Rodman. He's on a motorbike. I feel like that was part of Rodman's yes. thing, right? Motorbikes and that yeah, sort of shit. Definitely. Like he was kind of X Games adjacent, right? He was kind of like, like all cool guys. He was kind of like he was kind of like in the middle of the Venn diagram between like the X Games and like body piercings, yeah. and like, wherever that sort of those like, two worlds meet. Well, like androgyny. Like there was like this like androgyny. Yeah, he's like a weirdly asexual guy. Good. I mean, like he was way ahead of the curve. Like he was very androgynous. He was non-conforming. It's yeah. true. Um, there it can't be understated that like. Him coming out in that full wedding dress to, for his book signing, yeah. not a small moment. In kind like, of a kind of a game changer in its own way. Kind of a game changer. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, like it's weird though that like he's <laughs> not retroactively like exonerated. Like I feel like no one. Well, the North like, Korea stuff yeah, really kind of hurts stuff. him. The North Korea stuff's tough. But it's like, a tough pill to swallow. Like remember when Trey? Remember when Trey and Matt <laughs> wore dresses? Yeah. Wore dresses to the Oscars? <laughs> yeah. That doesn't look so good these days no. because they were making fun of it. Yes, they were. Rodman, but they were on acid. They're crazy and also yeah. the best. Yeah. They weren't acid at the Oscars. Yeah. I think they were on acid That's for sixteen years. Crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but Rodman wasn't making fun of it. No, Rodman was just wearing what he felt like wearing to that. That's true. I he yeah. You do, I will say this for him. It never feels like he's saying things or doing things to be audacious. It no. seems to be who he is. Like the North Korea stuff, for good or for bad, does feel like it's him. Like he's not doing it to get a rise out of us. He believes that, you know, that in the cause. I think he believes Kim Jong-un is his friend. He does. But does so he, does Trump. Does he think he's being yeah, like a like an ambassador him. of basketball to North Korea or something? He might. I don't know. I watched that documentary. It was kind of – just felt like a little sad. Yeah, that that tracks. Hey, the guy, the guy who <laughs> um, but it's unclear even in that first scene what he's doing. Like he doesn't, he doesn't know what he's doing, and the director's not telling him. Like he's just there. His character, though, it's like he's witnessing a deal, but like the deal doesn't happen. But it's not because of him. I don't. I mean, this is this is it's. The movie starts in a place of just you don't know what the hell is going on and it never really regains itself. There's a kidnapping. You start to feel like the kidnapping has already happened at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. But it, it I don't really – I don't really – I mean basically yeah. you've got the surveillance what the guys. Fuck? <laughs> so basically Dane Cook – when Dane Cook shows up, 
is when we get looped in on the kidnap. That's the thing. But it wasn't a kidnap. Well, we don't hold on. We see the young couple, right? And right there's like that young couple, and And there's the daughter and the old man. It's basically the young the daughter (laughs) is like in a nice relationship with like a criminal's son. Yes, the son doesn't know that his dad is trying to like. Correct. Essentially, be complicit in blowing up the Eiffel Tower. Uh, <laughs> so Dane Correct. Cook is deployed to to go retrieve the daughter, yes. and bring her back to America. But she likes her boyfriend, so she wants to stay. Correct. And then when that causes the boyfriend to realize that his dad might be up to something shady, so he then joins Rodman. This is all happening parallel to to the Rodman Dane Cook story. Like we see all this stuff up top. We have sort of a conversation where it feels like there's this criminal element that we don't really understand. We cut to the young couple and then there's this sort of pseudo kidnapping situation, which never feels threatening. Not I mean, that I necessarily what needed about, it to what be. What about but when like, Ashton was going to return? With her hands. <laughs> so weird. Something happened. I think that there's <laughs> – Something happened. No, I think that there's – I think yes. that the her father was complicit in her kidnapping – because she wanted to – because he wanted her to break up with him and make it look like – I don't know. I don't know what was happening. It's – I mean I – as I was watching it, I sort of felt like I understood. But it really comes down to – as far as I can glean, Dane Cook is working for an organization, I think, some sort of government organization. Not that, even. It was private, but whatever. That, it needs, get, that he, needs to save the girl. The girl's life is not really in danger. At least it doesn't seem like it's really in danger. It's not at all. It's like a Big Lebowski fake kidnapping situation, which but is also what's weird. I don't know if like – maybe it is to a certain extent because like maybe they want to draw the fo- – they want to – they need the money. They need the ransom money to buy the software for – that like then activates the bomb. The missile. The missile. I think that is the crime plot. I want to make a different She point. kidnapped herself, man. I want to make a different point. Yeah. I knew who the good guys are. I knew I knew the bad guys. I knew the good guys were. I knew who the bad guys were. Um, and I basically knew that that what I basically knew what the bad guys were trying to do, which is essentially blow up the Apple Tower. I think all the other stuff But not until really the last doesn't, scene of the movie. But I knew who the good guys were and I knew who the bad guys were. Yeah. So all the other stuff, and I knew who was Do you in know danger. How basic that is, though. But as the, a viewer, also the oh, I know. No, I don't mean that's not a judgment know. on you. It's like the fact that that's your takeaway. We're like, I understand who's good and who's bad. All the, but I, I, it's crazy. I expected, and I expect so much little from this movie. Fair that, like, as long as I kind of knew, like, who I'm, <laughs> who I'm with, like, not. Don't get me wrong. I'm giving this movie in the teens. So, like, this is teens. A teen. this yeah. is a teen. I'm not in the doubles. I actually am higher. But this is it? Oh, you're not in the doubles. I might be at the end of this podcast. This I was not a, before this. It's such a terrible movie, terrible movie. But like the least of like the the, the place I don't think we should really go too far yes. into is like plot mechanics. No, I agree with like, you. It's like it's there's no point. It's so. No, but to yeah. me, it is the it does represent the problem because like it doesn't because it's so complicated and they 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 try to execute all these like empty turns. It detracts from the relationship of Dane Cook I agree. and Dennis Rodman. Like, I agree. They oh, don't yeah. have room to like interact because well, they're I, all. I would argue. Tangents. I would argue that it became abundantly clear to them early on that they could not rely on this two-hander. You know what I mean? Like that the, when these two guys were in a scene together, that it wasn't really working. So either for Dennis or whatever. So like to your point, it feels like it hobbles along because it needs that 
those that central relationship, which is hinges on the whole movie, if that doesn't work, then the whole movie. Do you guys right. think, Teddy? You seem to think. Correct me if I'm wrong. That there was like a good movie in here. I do think there could have been because like there's a there's, there's a better movie in here. I don't think there's a good movie, but I think that there's a dynamic that could have made it watchable. Like, and the monks are the problem because like. Dennis Rodman has the same attitude towards the monks as he does with Dane Cook. So it's like, yeah, it's like if they just conflated all of these characters, like there were so many characters that were unnecessary in the movie. Like there was like 13 characters with dialogue and like there could have been four. Yeah. 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 The movie's just it's it's just it's hodgepodge of things. Like literally, I wrote. I feel like I'm processing how angry that movie made me in this podcast. (laughs) I want to ask another question. Yeah, a a related question. Has there been a movie? I think we can we can there's been a bunch, but like I'll just throw it out the way I wanted to. Has there been a movie (laughs) starring an action movie starring a non actor that's been good? there have been a bunch of those. I mean, now obviously you could say like, well, look, when the, starring is when the, the Rock started out, he was a non-actor, right? He's be, he's turned himself into an actor, but like those first movies weren't really good. Like the Scorpion King is not really a good movie, yeah, you know. Um, and like wrestlers are basically actors anyway. But like, has there been like and like a movie starring anyone this ill-equipped to act <laughs> that has been that has been good? I feel like there probably have. have I'm sure been. there has been, right? I mean, you're but. I guess the, the the salient point that I that I'm going to take away from what you're saying is he is number one on the call sheet. Right. Like I think we could find any number of athletes or people that seem ill-equipped that were you know three or five on the call sheet, and the movie is really good. You can't hang this entire fucking movie on Dennis Rodman. Like it's a crazy thing to do. Double team. <laughs> Is a Jean Claude Van Damme movie right. that happens to co-star Dennis Rodman. Right. I just I think that that is the 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 fatal error in this movie is that had you had someone in the Dane Cook role that was legitimate, and you made that film sort of a two-hander with a person who knew what they were doing, this movie might have succeeded. But do you think it needed to be like like a like a series like the fact that Dennis Rodman is meant is playing. The, the action star, the serious role. Do you think that that alone like dooms the movie? Or yes, yeah. I just think I think there's so much hanging on whether or not Rodman is interesting enough or a good enough actor to be able to sustain my attention. And I, guess I think the answer is no. I mean, like I kept as I was watching this film, I kept comparing it to Chill Factor because it just felt like, in terms of how much. Um, How can I put this? Like, Chill Factor is not fun. This movie is at least fun. And I wonder if some of the the, the fun of of if, if we could merge these two movies together. Like, I kept wondering, could Dennis Rodman have been in Chill Factor? Would it have made it a better movie? I, I don't know the answer to that. Chill Factor. <laughs> the the tragedy of Chill Factor is the, the name premise of your is so good. I know. They, they, it's so it's so good. Awesome to, so good. To, to to do a light satire on speed that is also yeah. that is also action packed in its own way, kind of in like a Pineapple Express kind of yes. way. Like you give that movie to David Gordon Green, yes, you have a really awesome movie. I agree, but uh, 
They didn't, didn't do that. They didn't do that. They thought it was actually like a good a action movie. premise. Yeah, they thought it, yeah. Like Speed is they absurd. They thought they had Die Hard. Like Speed yeah. is a fucking absurd premise that barely fucking works. When you're already like a step beyond Speed, you better start making some fucking good jokes. I agree. <laughs> Speed is fucking great, by the way. Speed it's one is of the best, unimpeachable. One of the best movies. Yeah. Takes its premise exactly as seriously as it needs to. Yes. Casts the perfect person at In the center of every it. every role. Well, yes, but also the Keanu is It's perfect. perfect. I fucking love that movie so much. Graham Yost. Can't stop watching it. The, the one thing that, like, that so I good. don't understand even as I continue to process Simon Says is... <laughs> as we all do yeah. every day of our lives since we've watched it. The clown villains. Oh, my God. They, they, yeah, they're insane. Midway through the movie, the, the main villain introduces henchmen that just have clown uh, makeup on. And it's they're not... Wearing clown makeup in the first couple scenes. Nope. It's kind of – it's awful. It's it's great. It's, it's insane. Great. It's great. What? what? You think it's great? No. No, I think it's great too. I mean great in, yes, in how terrible great. it is. It's like yeah. awful. It's the yeah. best. It's yeah. mostly so Dane Cook can just make jokes about how they're wearing clown makeup. <laughs> yeah. It's like what happened? You get egg on your face? They just <laughs> literally just wanted to give him a bit. It's just like – it's so fucking crazy. Like, so here's the it, other thing too. So the Chewbacca impression, which happens relatively early in the film. I literally wrote down – Chewbacca felt like Dane could do a Chewbacca impression and they wrote a line for it. <laughs> totally. Which is exactly what they did. Uh, so Dane Cook tries to negotiate for this kidnapped girl with an arms dealer. The hand-to-hand combat stuff is so bad. I want to make one more point. Yes. To this. Yes. These fucking guys are henchmen, right? <laughs> Their job is to be good at fighting. Yeah. They're bad. They're, they're bad at it. The fat monk. Yeah. Beats four of them up and yeah. murders one. <laughs> Straight up murders. <laughs> Throws them off a bridge. <laughs> They're the worst fucking henchmen fighters who ever lived. These guys, these guys are sitting in there. They're sitting in their bathroom, putting on their clothes. Make we're like, we're ready to go today. We're gonna kick some ass. Let's get ready. <laughs> we're gonna fight some motherfuckers. They go out on a bridge, and this fucking fat monk who makes Henny Youngman jokes murders. <laughs> easily <laughs> while fighting off the other three there's also one moment where they all watch Dennis Rodman hide in a yeah, cooler yeah. and then five seconds later they're surprised when he emerges from it it's great stuff it's not great a bad stuff. movie oh, uh, Dane Cook's extended dinosaur bit felt like it went on for fucking eternity one of the worst moments of my life oh, yeah. um so Simon and Nick try to organize some sort of swap with the dancer that's the blonde chick her Character's name is The Dancer. Oh, what's her role in the movie? Did we ever figure that out? No, no, no. Who does she work for? I think she, she works. She gets fired or something. Yeah. Okay. Like some sort of a, a another agency of some sort. Yeah. Uh, Nick and Simon successfully grab the girl. I actually thought the car chases weren't terrible. Yeah, the action stuff was fine. The action stuff was pretty competent. Yeah. Um, Everybody who ever got shot also fell from great height. <laughs> Like <laughs> so Simon, Nick, and the kidnapped girl go off a cliff in Simon's car, and he launches the parachutes. Uh, and, yeah, it's uh, the worst CG I've ever seen in my life. It's horrendous. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, we, I don't know. Guys, like, it's it, – I, I truly stopped kind of taking plot at a certain point because it didn't really make any sense I'd to me. I'd also say, like, to our listeners, don't not watch this. No, no, no. This isn't a chill factor. This is something that, like, if you want to see – a entertainingly bad movie. Get high with your friends. Get high with yeah. Friends. yeah. Like, I think, like, this is yeah, much better than... I think my mistake was that I watched it 
at 8.30 a.m. by myself. <laughs> if we had, wa- if we had watched this, now, you know, I'm, 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 I'm off the dope for the time being, which is the worst. Uh-huh. But um, if we had watched this high together, I think we would have laughed. Yeah, we would have. Um, I think we should give Robin a little bit of credit. He did most of his own stunts, which I think is kind of impressive. Amazing, he got bonded. Yeah, I, I don't know how that happened. Um, to me, I, Rodman was the best part of this movie by far. He's not Ashton, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, do we want a zero to ninety-nine? I want to just—I just want you to say what happens at the end of the movie. At the wedding, you don't remember the wedding? When? All right. So, the end at the wedding. Yeah. A man pulls up on a mic on a on a motorcycle in the yellow and black like cat suit that Rodman wears all the time. Pulls off his helmet, and it's Dane Cook. With the blonde hair, with the tats, and with the piercings. And there's no real reason why this is happening. Nope. Except to put him in the stuff. And I loved that. That's what I mean, though. The movie builds towards them, towards their friendship. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because Robin can't. Kind of. Because, like, Robin really can't even handle, really can't even carry half of a friendship. Yeah. Like, not even close. All right, what are we going to do with the zero ninety nine for this? I mean, I never trash, saw it in ninety nine. Trashy movie, unbelievable to believe. Um, before this podcast, I gave it a nine. Eek. <laughs> but I, I will say that this podcast has made me enjoy it more. Yeah. I'm going to give it a fifteen. That's pretty good. It went up. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> you know, like I feel like obviously it was fun to talk about this movie, and it did make me kind of look back on it and and enjoy it. In a way that I didn't when I watched. I'm it. much higher than you. All right, go for it. I'm. Uh, I, I thought I was in the teens. I'm not. I, I'm going to give you the real number that I put down. Okay, I, I think I know what you're going to say. Go what? Ahead. Guess. It's more fun if you guess. Well, because I, I think that you're recommending this movie. No. Oh, you're not. Okay. No, 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 okay. No. Okay. So then I take it back. No. Thirty-five. That's fair. I have seen That's much worse bad. movies this year. Um, I've seen movies that like I've hate like the podcasts were yeah. slogs. I mean, we had fun with them, but we like yeah. we've had movies where we're just like, oh, I hated this part. I hated this part. That was not what happened here. It's true. It's like this part was crazy. This part was funny. This part was bizarre. <laughs> this whole thing is like this weird thought experiment that actually like happened in real life and didn't work, but still like uh, thirty five. I'm going to keep it at thirty five. I think that's what this movie actually is. I I have to I have to agree with you. I. The, the the thing that that got me was we've watched worse movies and I was trying to remember what I gave Story of Us. Um, I think I you gave remember. that a fifteen. I think I, so. This this movie is 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 better than the Story of Us. It's better than Show Factor. Better than a Rob. Better than a Rob Ryan. I don't movie. know that it's better than than Wild Wild West. It's it's a similar movie. Yeah, it's not better than Wild Wild. It's West. not. I agree with you. Like Wild Wild West is is just. I mean, it's functioning just based just. Purely on budget and below the line yeah. at a level far. This is better than Chill Factor, though. It's also yes. better than Bicentennial Man. Also, the Wild Wild West song uh, has kind of stayed, lasted the test of time. It, uh, well, Stevie Wonder Wicked deserves Wild. all of all of his. Uh... <laughs> Teddy, what do you give this movie? <laughs> to me, it was an NA, but uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of it. <laughs> when Still I, an when NA. I, when, I asked you, when I asked you to do it, did you? Did I send you a, a poster or a link or something? I think you were you were like, do you want to do one on Simon Says? And I was like, what's that? <laughs> uh, I would give it a ten for uh, for Robin's number. Not a not a not <laughs> on the was that his number? It was a I think it was on the 
Spurs, but then, maybe, but I, then I think he went to ninety one. <laughs> he was ninety. I can't so give him ninety one. I'd give him a ninety nine. Wasn't he? Uh, wasn't he also a zero at some point? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give him a zero, dude. <laughs> I thought it was feels right because uh, I haven't seen like, all these other movies you guys are talking about. Like, so this is like the worst. Yeah. Movie I've ever so this seen. is the worst movie I've seen in a really long time. I mean, this movie is this movie screams straight to video. Like, yeah. this is not a movie that should have been released in theaters. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's it's fucking it's awesome. 10 10 91 73 70. Those were his the five jersey numbers he ever wore. Interesting. All right. So 10 10 feels right. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's a fair right. number. Yeah. Um so next week we're going to do we're we're going off book a little bit. We're breaking the the format a little bit oh, next week. Oh, yeah, yeah, exciting. Uh it's exciting. We're doing uh Heat Vision and Jack, the pilot that the uh, the that never went to series, the Daddy, Fox have you pilot. Heard of this? No. So it's it's a it's a weird thing. So Ben Stiller directed a Rob Schraub Dan Harmon script. Wow. Called Heat Vision and Jack, starring which Jack starring Black. Jack Black and Owen Wilson is the voice of a motorcycle that and, he rides. And Ron Silver is the villain who's like a also Night Rider himself. spoof? Yes. yes. Wow. It's a half hour. Um It's available on YouTube. So it's available on YouTube. It's, it's and half hour. I would I would Implore people to uh, watch implore it. people to watch it. Yeah. Part of the reason we're doing this yeah. is because it is one of the most influential things that comes out of this year. Period. It's a it, it, it birthed is. an entire form of comedy that had now has an entire network devoted <laughs> to it. That, I wish I could. I think Kenny. I think Kenny liked it more than I. It's did. not even that I liked okay. it that much. It's just that it's important. I it's agree with that. Massively yeah, I important. I, I when you so Kenny texted me the other day and he was like what about this and I didn't know that it was a 99 I I'd heard of this pilot it is sort of infamous in its development and in the fact of like who's in it and the it's, fact that it didn't yeah. go it's got this weird kind of veneer because yeah. everyone says this is an example of how broken the networks have always been they right. should have done they should have done heat version heat, heat vision, heat vision and Jack, and, Jack. Yeah. and like you watch it it's pretty clear why they didn't oh yeah but also like this <laughs> is before Dan Harmon did. Anything. Anything. It's on YouTube. Yeah. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's it's it is it is undeniably not. It, it's a relic of an interesting little moment. It's also an unquestionable, to your point, like launching pad. There's people that you yeah. know saw this and were like, "Oh fuck, we can do that." Yeah, and and it kind of got gears moving in a way that I think is really interesting. Some of the biggest and most important comedy people of the last twenty years yeah. um, came directly. Yeah. You could draw a direct line from this. To uh, to today, I mean, just For in sure. my head, like Harmon is obviously one of them. Yeah, I mean, Schraub is one of them. Schraub is yeah. one of them. Sarah yeah. Silverman's rise has a lot yeah, to do with yeah. this. Tim and Eric has a lot to do with. This. Biggest one by far, Lonely Island is completely well, a lot due of to the, this. Adult Swim Network. That's what I'm saying. Adults, yeah. Yeah. everything that I. I, not to go too much on this because yeah, we'll talk about yeah. this on the pod, but yeah. this for me, this went right into Too Many Cooks. Oh yeah. On yeah, uh, yeah. on YouTube, so I watched Too Many Cooks also. Yeah. And yeah, the direct line between 100%. this absurdist type of humor, this anti-comedy almost yeah. that uh, that really dominated for about twenty years. It's also, I mean, you obviously can see a direct line from the Ben Silver Ben Stiller show to sure. this as well, which was a you know a show that only lasted one season and you know had a great writing. This type staff of yeah, and, this type know. of comedy only really existed in sketch before this. Kids in the Hall, yep. Ben Stiller, The yep. State, but um, to do a half-hour show. It didn't really work, but there are some things. I mean, I'm I'm really excited to talk about let's it. Talk it was about it was. It. A, I don't want to blow it on that. It's a really Teddy, fun. What do you think now? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to watch it for sure later today. <laughs> yeah, you should watch it. It's it's really watch fun. it. Yeah. yeah, watch it with Bass. Tell me what do you think? I'll see you guys. Uh, 
for Ally McBeal. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for uh, thank you for listening. I'm at Pia Biscove on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Podcast Like 1999. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's 1999. Podcast like it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.